The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. And welcome to Know the Score. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm here with my co-host, Dwayne. What's going on, Dwayne? Not much. Football season's here. Preseason's going on, and let's get it. Yeah, man, we're uh, headed into the, uh, after the first week of preseason games, uh, we've got some actual on-the-field action um so that was good to see uh interesting matchup took place your team took on my team your team got the win so what'd you think about your quarterback situation uh between baker and sam Darnold? nothing really standing out i think um had the receiver not slipped on the route uh, Baker would have had a touchdown pass. Um, Sam had a touchdown pass, but problem I have with him is he's still throwing interceptions in practices and scrimmages. Uh, I haven't seen that much from uh, Baker in that regard. Um, so the main thing for me is a healthy CMC. Um, well, if he keeps getting he's... in scuffles, he might not be healthy. Well, if people don't, well, people be trying though. So you know, he got to assert himself. You can't, can't get punked around. So hey, um, but I, I, I like the fact that, uh, I like the fact that Chuba, even though he got kicked out of practice himself, uh, I like the fact that he's stepping into a more involved role even though McCaffrey is back and you know hopefully he stays healthy I'm interested to see how uh, Chuba will play out and not only are we looking at Baker and Sam but who's gonna uh, is Matt Corral gonna be that third string quarterback or is PJ gonna really show that he should still be at least a third stringer or if he's going to get let go, I think Corral's going to be the guy for that. Um, but we shall see. I know PJ's also a rule guy, but you don't need four QBs on the roster unless unless two of them get decimated with injuries. Uh, from the commander standpoint, uh, kind of mixed bag. Uh, third down defense still looked atrocious. Uh, when the ones were playing the ones, so that is uh, concerning to me because uh, that was a big issue last year. Um, Antonio Gibson fumbling, huge issue. He That's gonna mess a major around. issue. He gonna mess around and not be the starting running back if that happens a couple more times between now and the first two games of the season. Um, right. What do you think of the? What do you think of the other running back? Oh, Brandon Robinson? Brian Robinson, I mean, uh, he's with yeah. a – I mean, you know what you're going to get from him. Solid four-year player from Alabama. Just runs between the tackles, runs hard, moves the pile. I mean, 
Antonio Gibson to me is like, okay, we've kind of had this experiment and he's shown flashes, but just make him a receiver, dude. Right. Uh, and and cut do y'all off. have a do y'all have another option at receiver? We got a ton of receivers. We really don't need them to be a receiver, but I mean. If you're going to keep fumbling, I'd rather you fumble on the sidelines and the ball have a chance to go out of bounds as a receiver than you fumbling as a running back in the middle of the damn field. So, um, and so, so, there's, so there is more than McClellan. Oh, man. Our receiver core is really deep this year. We got Terry. We got Jahan Dotson. We've got... Damani Brown, who was a rookie last year, so, you know, rookie receivers really have a difficult time kind of that first year, but we're expecting big things from him. We've got um, we've got tight ends. We've got rookie Cole Turner. We've got Logan Thomas coming back. we got J.D. McKissick out of the backfield. Their receiving core actually may be the best receiving core they've had since the Joe Gibbs days in the late 80s, early 90s. As far as talent goes, uh, Carson Wentz, mixed bag, uh, didn't start off all that great. Did uh, come back though in the third drive after Carolina scored their touchdown and came back and answered uh, with the touchdown drive, missed the field goal, Joe Slide. So, you know, can never get too much of a good thing at once with Washington. Uh, really impressed with Sam Howell. I, I know about the Joey Slide miss this case. <laughs> I think that's what a lot of people were very interested in more, even more than maybe Carson Wentz, was just kind of how Sam Howell would look, uh, what type of game uh, pressure he would be under. He was behind in the fourth quarter, engineered two touchdown drives and a two-point conversion to give the commanders a lead uh, in the fourth quarter, but they squandered it away, being undisciplined on defense, some penalties on third downs to keep the drives alive, allowed Carolina to get in field goal range. They kicked the game-winning field goal. But, uh, yeah, man, Sam Howe, uh, basically a stronger arm version of Taylor Heineke, maybe a little faster. And uh, we'll see what his uh, preseason looks like as uh, we progress on because he's probably going to play that whole third preseason game. He's probably going to play the whole game. I doubt they're going to play anybody of significance in that third preseason game. So we'll get to see a lot of Sam Howe uh, going forward. And you never know, he may end up being the number two quarterback just because of his arm strength and, uh, you know, just kind of his similarity to, to Heineken. But uh, that's to be determined. Uh, but what we're here to do was that little intro we're here to do is to preview the NFC. So as everybody knows, last year, the Super Bowl champion came out of the NFC. It was the Los Angeles Rams behind Matthew Stafford, uh, coming over from Detroit his first year, got the job done. Cooper cup, uh, one of the best seasons a receivers ever had. Uh, the addition of OBJ, who was on his way to becoming Super Bowl MVP before he tore his knee up in the Super Bowl itself. So I guess we'll start there in the NFC West, where we had the Rams win the division last year. San Francisco was the wild card team. Arizona was also a wild card team. And then we had uh, Seattle bringing up the rear. So we start with the Super Bowl champs. Um, 
Matthew Stafford dealing with some elbow problems here in camp. Um, Aaron Donald re-signed uh, an extension, and they basically read up and got everybody back. And uh, the most significant loss they had was Vaughn Miller off the defense. Uh, they traded Robert Woods uh, in the offseason. So, handicap, who do you think is going to win the division? Are the Rams going to repeat? And then I'll ask you who you think is going to be a wild card team or two out of this division. Uh, winner, Rams, wild card. Uh, I said wild card, the Cardinals. And then the 49ers and then the Seahawks because I don't trust the Seahawks quarterback situation. I don't. I like how Arizona has re-upped and uh, how the staff is going to be key for uh, LA. A lot of turnover um, in the division as far as San Francisco. Looks like they're going to be trotting out Trey Lance this year at quarterback, moving on from Jimmy G. Uh, Jimmy G took him to a Super Bowl, two NFC Championship games, but that's not good enough for Kyle Shanahan. So he is uh, going to move on with Trey Lance. Seattle. Which is, which is crazy because, I mean, nothing against Trey Lance, but, I mean, when Kyle, Shanahan's over, Kyle Shanahan's overthinking is the reason why they're in this predicament. Well, yeah, but... I just don't think Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo really got along with each other. Kyle Shanahan's a real difficult dude to get along with uh, if you're the quarterback of his team. So I would uh, I would definitely kind of go back and look at his history at some of the teams he's been offensive coordinator for and uh, the relationships with his quarterbacks always seem to be pretty frosty. Yeah, so. Um, Seattle trading Russell Wilson in the offseason uh, to the Broncos. Looks like they're going to run with Drew Locke or um, oh my god what's my man's name? From, uh, Geno Smith. Uh, that seems to still be determined uh, out of Seattle. Uh, Arizona read up. Kyler Murray paid him. He got his money. Um, they're not going to have DeAndre Hopkins for the first six games due to PED suspension. They did trade for Hollywood Brown to try to boost. Lost Christian Kirk. Yeah, lost Christian Kirk. Try to boost their 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 receiving core. Um, I also think that the Rams are going to win the division. I think that San Francisco, though, is going to be the team that gets that first wild card spot out of here. I think Arizona's going to take a step back uh, this year just without having uh, Hopkins for those first six games and. Just the offseason that they have, they don't seem to have a lot of um, team chemistry and camaraderie right now coming into the season. And then I would definitely have uh, Seattle breaking up the rear, uh, looking to maybe go into a rebuilding year. Uh, next year maybe the first year in a long time that Pete Carroll's not the coach. He may decide to retire. So a lot of uh, question marks in Seattle. You really think San Francisco gonna do this great with Trey Lance? The 2009 RG3, sir. Get ready. Uh, 
and, and this kid, I, I and this kid, and this kid is a much better quarterback than RG three would ever dream to be. The pedigree is there. Just go back and watch it. Just go back and watch it. Watch Washington, RG three's rookie season, and that's what you're going to get from Trey Lance. You're going to get. It's a regular Shanahan offense, and then you're going to get what they call the 50 series, which is all the pistol and read option and trickeration and him, you know, keeping a ball and running and getting out the gate for 40 or 50. It's coming. If I was whoever their opening day uh, opponent was, I would highly go back and watch that 2009 game against the Saints. And I would expect to see a whole lot of that. Interesting. Next division. I, oh, go ahead. Yeah, my 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 thing is, I think the I think the Jimmy G situation. If they don't get rid of him, that could create more of a problem than anything else. Because all you're gonna get is talk about Jimmy G and. What they're gonna do, and that's gonna that's gonna be a distraction if he's still there. As long as Trey Lance don't go out here and throw three interceptions in a game, it really won't. I don't think. I, I I think they've pretty much made up their mind that we're going this way. There's no turning back. Hey, Jimmy G, they may just cut him. They, I guess you have to if you picked him at number three. So yeah, they they just might cut Jimmy G and say, okay, hey man, nobody, you know, we we we, we couldn't get any significant offers that that we like, and so okay, we'll just cut our losses. I mean, shit, the Eagles cut Carson Wentz, and we never thought that would happen in the in the time frame that they did it in. So you know, it's it's not a new precedent they would set to just cut them, but. I think Jimmy G is a great quarterback. I think he's a good, I think he's a winner. I think he has problems staying healthy, but when he's on the field and and he has completed seasons, his team's wound up, you know, in the mix, NFC Championship game, Super Bowl. So, you know, can't can't knock the man for you know for that. Um, you know, just injuries have have taken their toll on him. Um, my question. Uh, before we move on to the next division is who do you think is the best player in the NFC West? Whole division. Uh, The whole division? Yes, sir. (sighs) Wow. Uh, That's a great question. So, I would say I would say the best player in that division is a guy who is going to be on the team that ain't going to make the playoffs. That's DK Metcalf. Hmm. That's a very interesting choice. Okay. Uh, my choice would be number 99 from the Los Angeles Rams, Mr. Eric well, Donald. I, I would say he's the best defensive player. And no, sir, best player. Like, if you took the – if you rated <laughs> everybody in the whole division. Well, if you put it that way, out. then – you put it that way, then Aaron Donald. I mean, Aaron Donald, but yes, that's but, what I mean. <laughs> but I, I look at it more. I mean, there's yeah, two sides to the ball. Flyers. There's, 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 there's two sides of the ball. So, 
Um, I, I, you know, they always award offensive and defensive players, so that's how I see it. Oh no, sir! We're the, for the next extras for this next conference for the next division. We're taking this. We're taking all the players on every team, and who is the best at all of them, regardless of position. And it's a division that you know very well, so I'm looking forward to your answer. Because we're going to talk about the NFC South, the reigning division champions, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, you have New Orleans Saints finished second, followed by the Carolina Panthers and barely in front of the Atlanta Falcons. So, Mr. Dwayne, let me hear who do you think is going to be the king of the NFC South this year? Do I really have to answer this question? Yes, sir. I'm painstakingly waiting for you to admit this. Uh, Tampa Bay. Okay. Uh, Tampa Bay getting Brady back. Uh, he retired, but then was like, psych, I'm coming back. Uh, Gronk. He, got, he realized he had to be around children and did not want to do that. <laughs> Gronk has officially retired, even though people are, you know, speculating that he may um, – you know, decide to come back midway through the season just in, you know, if Tampa Bay's struggling or Tom makes that call. Uh, we got uh, the receiver Goodwin coming off an injury to his knee. We've got, uh, you know, um, Evans and um, Leonard Fournette returning skill position-wise. Top Bowles has taken over for Bruce Arians as the head coach so we've got some turnover there with the Bucks. Uh, how do you think that affects Tampa Bay on a day-to-day issue with now Bruce Arians in the you know advisory role and Todd Bowles as the man in charge well Todd Bowles will have a better record than he did with the Jets so that's a plus um, <laughs> um, I don't think not much change I mean Bowles is an Arian disciple Aaron Leftwich is still the offensive coordinator, right? Yeah. And so, not much really changes for for the Bucks. I mean, I think Bowles is just going to let Brady do his thing on offense, and and just ride the coattails and improve his record. So, um, it's really it's really not rocket science in this situation. You got. Like you said, you got Godwin coming back. You got, you got, uh, yeah, you got Godwin coming back. You got Mike Evans. Um, you got Tristan Worse on the offensive line. I mean, that offensive line is still going to be a handful. And so the Bucks are in good shape. Uh, you know, it's painful as it is to say. New Orleans Saints. Uh, they're looking forward to having Michael Thomas back coming off of uh, the ankle surgery uh, that held him out of last year. Um, the Saints looked like they were going to be a player in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, but that uh, fell through for them. Uh, they ended up losing uh, one of their best young defenders in the process of pursuing Deshaun Watson, trying to free up money. Jameis Winston's coming off of season-ending knee surgery. Uh, people are looking forward to the connection between him and Mike Thomas. Uh, looking forward to what that can do. Uh, Mike Thomas, first time playing with a quarterback with an arm as strong as Jameis Winston as he's played with Drew Brees through his whole career. 
Uh, Alvin Kamara still hasn't gotten any discipline for his uh, off-season uh, scuffle and scrape that he uh, had in Las Vegas uh, during the Super Bowl. So we're still awaiting off-season assault. This <laughs> is called an assault. Yes, we're still awaiting the the suspension or discipline that he's going to face. So there may be some. Um, some games uh, in the middle of the season that he has to miss. Uh, just your outlook for New Orleans. Um, their defense is still intact. Uh, one of the best in the in the whole NFL. And uh, you, you expect new head coach second? too. Yeah, Dennis you, Allen. Yeah, Dennis Allen coming in replacing uh, Sean Payton who retired. Do you, do you see them finishing second again and maybe being a wild card team? I do. I think the. I think what we don't realize with the – I think health is going to be their key thing. I mean, health is key with every team, but I think it really applies here. Uh, I really do think the Saints are the second-best team in the division. And they may be the – they could possibly be the third-best team if they don't do – as well as I think they will. Um, and they've so, had the number. They've had Tampa Bay's number the last they have. two years since Brady's been yeah. there. They've really embarrassed them and uh, in some very big spots, uh, except for the, what was that, the playoff game that they played mm-hmm. for Tampa Bay won. I think that's the only win Tom Brady has against them uh, in the two years that he's been down there in Tampa Bay. So, yeah, yeah, they've, they've really figured out something uh, defensively to kind of stymie Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. So if it comes yeah. down to a, you know, one game scenario to win the division, it'd be hard to kind of go against new Orleans based on their history and what they've done recently. Um, We'll move over to your team. We talked about them a little bit earlier to start the program, but uh, Carolina Panthers uh, returning the number two uh, ranked defense in all the NFL last year, adding uh, some firepower quarterback, maybe an upgrade with Baker Mayfield. Only time will tell there. Banking, fingers crossed, toes, and everything else on the health of Christian McCaffrey um, and just overall improvement offensively. Uh, just through better quarterback play. Uh, what do you see as a good season for the Panthers? And is this Matt Rule's final season just your gut? If they don't do well, if it's another double-digit loss season, yeah, I think Matt Rule is out. Uh, he does have a seven-year contract. Which I thought that was stupid to give. Okay, got that uh, Tony Khan AEW wrestling wrestler contract. Right. Exactly. And so that was probably the big mistake. Um, and I, I think if this is, if they go 7 to 10 or worse, yeah, Matt Rule is likely done in Carolina. Um, I know Tepper is trying to save face by saying, you know, this is why I gave him this contract because I know it's going to take time to rebuild, but I think he does. He also wants a winner right now, especially with his other project um, at Bank of America Stadium playing very well, by the way, on the MLS pitch. So um, 
I think he's really trying to make sure the actual cash cow here, the Carolina Panthers, do just as well. Uh, and I was referencing Charlotte FC, by the way. Um, yeah, so my thing is in the NFC uh, with the the other question, uh, talk about the qu- quarterback situation. Uh, I like like I said I like the up- I like the upgrade of Baker Mayfield. I, what I really like is the upgrade of the offensive line. Um, Bradley Bozeman get Bradley Bozeman from the Ravens. Austin Corbett from the Rams. Uh, uh, you got Pat Alfline, uh Iki Ekwanu, uh the number six pick in the draft. Um, so those are some important moves. Um, Ick is already going to be the left tackle. And, you know, so he's going to be learning on the fly. Taylor Moulton on the right side. You got the guard play. So the offensive line, which is probably also one of the reasons why Sam Darnold struggled so much because he didn't have time to throw the ball. And with that offensive line, you watch the – if you watch the Thursday night game with the Falcons and Panthers from last season, all Atlanta had to do is go up the middle every single time. And – I think Cam was a quarterback at that point, and there was no time to throw the ball. So, uh, I, the offensive line play, which looks good. Um, so, the ceiling they can get is, I think, nine and eight. Ten and seven is a stretch, but nine and eight is a high real a high realistic goal if everything aligns correctly. Um, and like you said, fingers, toes, um, praying to the heavens, everything on Christian McCaffrey, all the good <laughs> health and vibes uh, to him to stay healthy. I mean, remember, Darnold got off to a 3-0 start with McCaffrey behind him, and then then after McCaffrey went down, he was 1-7 and as a starter, and the Panthers were 2-12 since. So, um going to just be very interesting. The defense needs a lot of help from the offense to complement to complement one another in the because you can't win without the other, basically. We're going to move over to the Atlanta Falcons. We've got change going on down in Atlanta. Moving on from longtime quarterback Matt Ryan. Looks like Martin uh, Marcus, excuse me, Marcus Marietta Mariota, excuse me, is going to be the starter. Say that five times fast. Uh, to start the season, looks like Desmond Ritter uh, from Cincinnati, drafted uh, this year, is going to you know be the backup and get a chance to kind of wait in the wings. We got Kyle Pitts in his second year uh, with a, a new quarterback and uh, probably a new renewed emphasis on him. No Calvin Ridley, suspended for the season for gambling on the NFL. Um there's been a lot of discussion about that and uh, based upon that suspension compared to, you know, the, the handling of the Deshaun Watson. We'll talk about that next. Uh, but yes, so we'll talk about um, Atlanta. Um, 
you know, I guess this year they just kind of want to maybe try to figure out the quarterback situation. Is Mariota someone that they can build with going forward for the next couple of seasons, or do they need to go ahead and put Ritter in there, let him take his lumps, and figure out what they got sooner rather than later? Well, I think they're going to give Mari like I think they're going to give Mariota the chance. I mean, he Arthur Smith, the head coach of the Falcons, was. Titans OC um, Mariota was the quarterback so there's familiarity there uh, one of the reasons why he's in Atlanta now um, and I think this is good for him because a lot of people really just thought he was a bust in Tennessee and it really was more it was more health related than anything else um, and you look at you look at the success that Ryan Ryan Tannehill just had a renewed uh, renewed um, career, a new lease on life. So this could be Mariota's lease on life, uh, and and I think with the way the Falcons are constructed, it is going to be more uh, tight end centric. And yeah, Kyle Pitts uh, is going to be. The focal point of most defenses is going to be really up to the other receivers on the Falcons. I can't even name a receiver after Calvin Ridley on that team. And uh, one of I think if Alameda Zacchaeus is still on that team, that he's going to have to step up, and it's going to be a very trying season, but. You never know what can happen if uh, Mariota finds that uh, magic with Arthur Smith again. Uh, we can talk about the Falcons being a possible dark horse. Yeah, Atlanta lost a lot of close games last year, a lot of um, one-score games. Just a young team couldn't figure out a way to win uh, those close games uh, defensively and, and mistakes on offense as well. So the promise of potential seems to be there. Uh, but, yes, uh, not having Matt Ryan definitely reshuffles the cards uh, for that franchise. Uh, I will post to you this question again now that we have clarity. Who is the best player in the whole division of the NFC South? Brady. All right. At least you're honest, sir. This is Know the Score. I'm your host, Don DeLorente. I'm here with my co-host, Dwayne, and we are in the middle of previewing the NFC uh, for this year's upcoming NFL season. So we're going to move on next to the NFC North. Green Bay Packers reigning division champions. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is back. New contract. They've been over backwards to, um, you know, get that man paid in the process. They lost Devontae Adams, so that will be a big, big, big cog out of their machine. We've got the Minnesota Vikings who finished second. Uh, Kirk Cousins, still the quarterback there. Dalvin Cook, uh, still there. We've got a new coach 
in Minnesota as they've moved on, new coach and GM, as they've moved on from Mike Zimmer. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what we get out of Minnesota this year. Still an offense that's very capable with uh, Jordan Jefferson, Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen. Uh, so they're offensively still got a lot of fireworks out there in Minnesota. If they can get their defense fixed, uh, maybe they'll be one of those dark horse teams you don't see coming uh, to make a lot of noise. You've got the Chicago Bears who have uh, moved on from Adam Gase and that regime. Uh, they're going to go all in on Justin Fields to start the season. Uh, Hopefully, you know, he gets some good coaching and, and they increase their chances this year. They've lost Allen Robinson. Uh, they traded Khalil Mack. And they've also lost, um, or, or maybe on the verge of losing, um, the linebacker. Roquan Smith. Yeah, Roquan Smith, who uh, has demanded a trade. Doesn't feel like Chicago is... Uh, bargaining in good faith towards his next contract. So, Chicago Bears got a lot of uh, a lot of things going on in Chicago, and then finally we have the Detroit Lions, uh, second year under Dan Campbell, um, Jared Goff experiment still going on there. Um, a lot of people were enthused with their draft. A lot of people liked what Detroit did in the draft. A lot of people were very encouraged by. Uh, just the way that they fought, they were in every game, um, the way that they played, the way that they're coached. A lot of people really like Dan Campbell and his coaching staff and what they're trying to kind of get going up in Detroit. So, Dwayne, uh, we'll go with the Packers' first man. Um, Aaron Rodgers, um, everybody knows how good he is, how talented he is, but he has this you know thing where he doesn't get to the NFC championship he gets to the NFC championship game but he doesn't get to the Super Bowl and then last year they got knocked off in the first round so um you know we got maybe a couple two I'd say three more years of maybe Aaron Rodgers at this you know level of you know peak performance mm-hmm. is this the year that they break through and represent the NFC in the Super Bowl no um, and I say that reluctantly, I just, I think the Rams have too much talent out in the NFC West, uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and it's just, it's just one of those things where you don't have one of the best receivers in the game anymore. And the one thing I can say about Aaron Rodgers is he's going to make another receiver a star. Uh, you look, just look at the history of Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams. Uh, and I think there's another another star that's going to be created and yeah as great as Aaron Rodgers has been over the years I think it's more not about him leading it's about the coaching because Matt LaFleur in the last few years has made some dumb decisions 
that have cost the Packers. And so there's been like two years ago, Packers were in prime position to go and Matt LaFleur made a dumb decision and they lost. So it falls back on what can Matt LaFleur can Matt LaFleur learn from these mistakes to get the team over the hump? And you know, it is up to the players to execute, yes. And I think last year the 49ers just put the mindset that we're going to go to Lambeau, we're going to get a win. And, you know, ever since renovations, we can say Lambeau's lost his mystique. I mean, they put heating coils in the field and the frozen tundra's gone. So there goes the mystique of the frozen tundra. Um, but I just don't see I don't I can't see Green Bay getting past LA right now. They could prove me wrong, but I just don't see it. I mean Aaron Jones is a phenomenal player. And you have a great defense led by Rashawn Gary, Jair Alexander. And and then you have the receiving core, Marquez Wells and Scantling. He's gonna to have to step it up. Equinemus St. Brown's gonna step it up as well. And that's really where you're going to give us your production. Alan Lazar, maybe Amari Rogers. We'll just have to see. Uh, moving over to Minnesota, new regimes there. Um, looking to, you know, fulfill the promise. I think Minnesota was a, a, a kind of chic Super Bowl pick a couple of years back, especially where Curzons came off of a career year. They had top rate defense. Um, just fell short in the playoffs. Everybody thought with their team coming back that they would maybe take that next step. Uh, but it hasn't materialized. Uh, d- defensively, they've they've fallen off from what they were. And uh, so what do you see for Minnesota this year? Do they rebound and maybe sneak into a wild card position? There's too many question marks for the Vikings. Uh more or so on the defensive side than the offensive side, like we've already uh, stated. I would say that, yeah, Justin Jefferson, Alan Thielen, Irv Smith, Dalvin Cook, her cousins, great on the offensive side. Aside from Daniil Hunter, I think Patrick Peterson is still there. Um, aside from those two, you really don't have much of anything else to go off of. Um, and with uh, with this new regime, I think it's going to be a, a um, interesting season. I don't see them. I don't see them as a wild card team at the moment. Maybe if we go through the first quarter of the season, um, and we'll see what Kevin O'Connell has uh, going on for for this uh, team. We'll see what we'll see what we can um, we'll see what they can do. But right now, I just I see eight and nine. 
out of the till for Minnesota and just see what and then maybe after it going eight and nine we'll see what they can do but uh, Kevin O'Connell and he's he's uh, 37 37 years old just as young as Sean McVay so I see what uh, Clesio Dofamensa the GM is doing here Oh, we've got the Chicago Bears uh, team that um, has been, you know, moved, moving on from, uh, as we said, Adam Gase, moving on from Mitch Trubisky. Matt Nagy. Excuse me, Matt Nagy. Excuse me. One bad coach for the other. They're interchangeable. Um, <laughs> but uh, moving on uh, from uh, uh, last year, they tried the Andy Dalton experiment. That had mixed results. So now they're going full on. With Justin Fields, uh, like I said, they've lost Allen Robinson, a significant part of their offense, uh, over to the Rams this year. So, uh, what did you just see for the Bears? Is uh, what type of improvement? Uh, maybe not in the wins, but as far as development of Justin Fields, would you like to see? I just want to see more. I want to see more passes. I want to see more scrambling, more athletic plays. Um, and I want to see downfield throws. We didn't see much of that. I mean, obviously, uh, Matt Nagy's a West Coast offense kind of guy, so you're not gonna you're not gonna see that kind of thing from him. But but I think with the I think with with what you see in the in the in uh, Matt Eberflus, who was the defense coordinator of the Indianapolis Colts, uh, Ryan Poles, the GM, I really want to see what these guys have in store for their quarterback. I mean, they got they have a quarterback who probably is gonna if he can he can be the best quarterback the Bears have ever had. Even surpassing Jay Cutler. I mean, Jay Cutler, technically, statistically, is the best quarterback the Bears ever had. I mean, yeah, Jim McMahon let him to the Super Bowl, but we know who was the cog in that offense. Uh, we know they were they were also big on that defense. So, um, I just think that with. But if they're treating their players like Roquan Smith is stating, then then yeah, they may have to uh, they may have to do some soul searching. But uh, I really want to see more. I want to see more downfield throws from Justin Fields. Just show off that arm that he has. And why he was drafted with because of that all. Then we had the Detroit Lions uh, coming in. I think people figure they're going to be the uh, the last place team in this division again this year. But I think a lot of people are maybe looking for uh, this is a proving year for Jared Goff with this organization. Uh, do they stick with him, try to re up on him, and move forward, or is it time for them to try to go out? Once again, like so many teams, and look for a franchise quarterback. Um, 
defensively, uh, they were very good last year. Uh, just had a hard time scoring points. So what's your outlook for Detroit? What would you like to see uh, improvement for them this year? I want to see Amonra St. Brown get the ball a lot more. I think he was – I think he became probably one of the hottest receivers in the NFL in the late stages of the season. And I think if he – I think he could be the breakout star in that NFC North division. I think the Lions just have to get more. Like I said, they just got to get more points. They need a more reliable running game. And so they don't become one-dimensional. That that was their problem a lot of the times. They were too one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. And you can't win if, you know, you got Jared Goff throwing the ball down the field um, all the time because all the all defensive backs got to do is just stay back. They know what's coming and turn the ball over. So they can be one-dimensional. They got to help out their defense that way. And I think if they do that, they can get more wins than they had last year. All right. And uh, do you see uh, a wild-card team out of this division in your crystal ball? No, I don't. Who is the best player in all of the NFC North? <laughs> is there a real question? Is this a real question for yes, this sir. one? Of course, it's Aaron Rodgers. Okay, okay. Just, just making sure. I think this is a good exercise because it encompasses everybody and, and all the stars on all the teams, and not just the offense and defense thing. So, okay. I see the method to the madness. All right, and then our final division here that we have uh, for the NFC, the uh, the old glory division of the NFC East, where we have the Dallas Cowboys as the defending champions. Uh, basically ended last year with a big old thud loss to the 49ers at home in the uh, what is now the wild card round of the playoffs due to the playoffs being expanded. Um Dak, second year coming off of that ankle injury. Uh, people are looking for, uh, you know, uh, much better mobility from him. Uh, a year where Ezekiel Elliott may be, uh, you know, a person that they're looking at real closely this year to see what his production looks like, to see what his future holds with Dallas. Mike McCarthy on the hot seat because Sean Payton out there, uh, you know, waiting for the opportunity for Jerry Jones to trade for him uh, since he's still under contract with New Orleans. Uh, Michael Parsons coming off the rookie of the year defensively. Um, what's um, Trayvon Diggs with a career year interception wise. Um, they did lose uh, Randy Gregory though on the defensive line. He went to uh, Denver. So we've got Philadelphia made it to the playoffs last year as the final wild card team. Started out kind of slow under new coach and quarterback uh, Nick Sacramani and, and Jalen Hurts, uh, but they figured it out midway through the season and, and was one of the better teams 
towards the end of the year just ran into Tampa Bay uh, on the road in the playoffs. They were the number one rushing team in the league last year uh, behind Jalen Hurts and, and their fleet of running backs. Then you have the brand new Washington Commanders. Third place, uh, new quarterback Carson Wentz coming in. Um, the team as a whole looking to rebound after a disappointing season last year, uh, especially defensively. Chase Young uh, got injured, blew his ACL out, was going to miss at least the first month of the season as he works his way back uh, onto the field. Um, added rookie receiver Jahan Dotson. Uh, in the offseason, uh, in the drafts for a little bit more punch and firepower, give Carson Wentz some more weapons. Uh, traded for Carson Wentz, uh, paid him a whole bunch of money, and this would probably be Carson Wentz's last opportunity to kind of uh, stick and stay around in the NFL. So uh, Washington's got a lot of things riding on the, uh, the ability of Carson Wentz to kind of compose himself and, and play well throughout the whole season. And then finally, we have the New York Jets, uh, new coach, and Brian Dayball, former offensive coordinator to Buffalo. Giants. Oh, excuse me, New York Giants. Excuse me, I don't know why I'm thinking Jets. Um, we've got Brian Dayball coming in as the new head coach, former offensive coordinator of the Bills. Daniel Jones is in his prove-it year, uh, he, and he probably doesn't have a lot of time to prove it because Tyrod Taylor is waiting in the wings who Brian Dayball is very familiar with. Uh, Saquon Barkley uh, looks to try to uh, reverse his previous career history of uh, being injured. Y'all talk about McCaffrey. Y'all don't talk about Saquon. <laughs> Y'all always talk about McCaffrey, but never talk about Saquon. Uh, Giants have uh, a good aggressive young defense. Um, some, at least on paper, very stout receiving core, but we'll just have to see how everything meshes with Daniel Jones and Brian Dayball to see if those guys can live up to their potential this year. So we'll start with you in Dallas, um, you know, the most high-profile team in the division, most talented team in the division, but they might be the worst coach team in the division. Uh, is it going to be the players or is it going to be the coaching? that holds Dallas back this year if they don't get to the promised land. Well, I mean, yes, Mike McCarthy got a Super Bowl ring because of a young Aaron Rodgers, but he has a Super Bowl. He was in Green Bay for 13, 14 years. I think it's more, I think it's the players. They have all that talent, but don't know what to do with it. So, and it could be also a little bit of both. I mean, I, I think it was more the players. I mean, players got to execute the plays, and but also the coaching strategies change on the fly. So, uh, but like I said, Mark, Mike McCarthy's been there, and a lot of these players have not been there. And and so, you know, you have a very talented quarterback, Dak Prescott, who's, like you said, going to be having a stronger leg. I think you're going to see more. You you will see more mobility out of him, I think. Um, 
because he's just not. I mean, he's a good pocket passer, but he's not a great pocket passer. And a lot of things that Dak is good at, he does with his legs. And that offensive line is one healthy is a very, very good offensive line. And well, we got to see if Ezekiel Elliott can still have that power to get through. Uh, rare gift to power and speed. CD Lamb, I just, that's one guy. I'm, maybe he proves me wrong this year, but I have not seen the hype over him. Maybe now that Amari Cooper got jettisoned to Cleveland. And I think Michael Gallup gets more touches, obviously. But I got to see what C.D. Lynn can do because he hasn't done much of anything um, since he's been in the league. All that flash. You know, you were in 88. Irvin wore 88. Dez wore 88. Um, Drew Pearson. Drew Pearson. Yes. I was about to let me get to Drew Pearson. I'm going to get there. I, 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 yeah, Drew Pearson, of course. I mean, that number is legendary, and he's disrespected yet. So I gotta see what I gotta see. I gotta see what CD does, uh, and yeah, that's where I sit with that right now. Philadelphia. Um, Eagles, they've uh, traded for A.J. Brown uh, in the offseason to boost up their passing game because, like I said, they were the number one rushing team last year. Um, there's been a lot of talk that the Eagles are basically still in a in a, in a wait-and-see situation with Jalen Hurts, so this year they're going to put a lot of stock in his passing. Do you think it would be wise? for the Eagles to move away from Jalen Hurts if he has a struggle year this year, if he struggles this year? Depends on how bad he struggles. I mean, if it's like, you know, if it's like a bad game, if it's like a game where it doesn't cost him, if his passing doesn't cost him that many games, then I don't see it being too much of a problem. But conversely, if he struggles and, and the Eagles aren't going anywhere, especially with the uh, now you have Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown and Dallas Goddard, yeah, that's a problem. Uh, I hope it doesn't happen. I think Jalen Hurts is a great QB, a greater human being. And I want all my black quarterbacks to do very well. But if he doesn't do well, then he just doesn't do well. And that could be the end of the Jalen Hurts experience, which would be sad because it would end right before it started. I think Dallas has the most talent, but I think Philadelphia is the most complete team top to bottom. They don't really have any holes on their team. Uh, their defensive line was starting to get a little old, older and then they fixed that in the draft. So, um, yeah, man, Philadelphia, I think, as far as the roster, um, is, is very solid. They don't have the star power and just the overall sheer talent that Dallas has, 
but I think if you were to go and look at each one of their position and position groups, uh, they're they're a lot more solid. You know what I'm saying? They have less question marks uh, in certain places, and I think the Cowboys are some yeah, of the teams agreed. in the uh, division. Uh, that brings us to my team, the Commanders. Uh, like we said, uh, putting a lot of, of weight on Carson Wentz this year. Uh, upgrading the quarterback position um, from something better than what they've been having for the last five years. Uh, no disrespect to Alex Smith, Taylor Heineke, and, and Ryan Fitzpatrick for half a quarter. Um, but Carson Wentz, just as far as, uh, you know, talent-wise and capability-wise, is, is, is the best quarterback they've had since Kirk Cousins. Um Washington's defense, I think, is going to be their big thing to watch this year. Um, what do you expect then from Ron Rivera? You've got a lot of experience with Ron in year three. This usually is the year where if it's going to happen for Ron Rivera, it's every third year or so. Uh, just talk about maybe uh, what to expect from maybe Ron having three years of, of impact on the team and kind of you know, maybe that the things from Carolina can translate to Washington. So, one thing I would say about about the Ron Rivera third year experience is everybody buys every you get oh you get a more complete buy in from the team. I mean, Ron is one of those guys who. You know, you don't understand what's going on in the first few years. First year is a different energy, and that's a good thing. Second year is like, okay, what is next? But then the third year, he gets the guys that he's looking for, and then everybody buys in in that third year, and and they see a team go to uh, you see a team go to greater heights. Um, I definitely could say in the in the uh, three in the playoffs that culminated in the Super Bowl 50 appearance there was definitely a lot you, you really saw the unity with the team in that third year and and when you get that when you see the team come together, it really does not only make you feel good as seeing the players, but as a fan, you get that, you get that pride, you get pumped up for it. And, and so I really think with the improvements and, and I think if Carson Wentz can stay healthy, make good reads and throws, and if, you know, the defense can, that's where the real buy is going to come in on the defense side of the ball. And for Washington, not just with you, just saying all the talent they have on the offensive side, with the receivers, uh, and if, they can, if Antonio Gibson can solve his fumbleitis, and you got a nice little inside-outside game with him and Robinson, and then you got McKissick playing uh, 
out of the backfield as a receiver, basically, as an additional receiver. I think you could have some real good things going on in the first year of the Commanders era. Of the And it's the 90th anniversary for Washington football. So uh, 90th anniversary for Washington football, first year as the Commanders. So going to definitely see some – you could possibly see something special happen out of the nation's capital if everything aligns correctly. Well, this person is definitely hoping that everything aligns correctly. Uh, last but not least, we got the New York Giants. Uh, basically, everybody is auditioning to return next season with the new coaching staff. Um, do you think Daniel Jones will be able to uh, get rid of his turnover problem and show everybody that he is the man for the job for the Giants quarterback moving forward? No. No. Dave Gettleman really blew that pick the second his name was called in Nashville. All you saw was Giants fans' faces when that pick was made. Then all they could say was, what the fuck? And they've been saying, what the fuck, ever since. Where do you see improvement for the Giants? Where can improvement come from for the Giants this year? Well, since we like to say, since we like to slander Christian McCaffrey and his injuries, we're going to talk about Saquon Barkley and his injuries. This man, just as injury opponent, has missed just as many games as Christian McCaffrey over the last couple seasons. But when he's healthy... He has a lot of production, like uh, Christian McCaffrey. So, just like the Panthers need all the fingers, toes, all the good vibes, the positivity, and all that for Christian McCaffrey, the Giants need that for Saquon Barkley. <laughs> they need all that. And you probably don't mention it because you're a fan of Washington. You don't want that to happen. I understand. However, we going to need Saquon Barkley's been just as injury prone. Yeah, that man has had, you know, ankles, shoulders, knees, toes, all that. A leg. And when he's on the field, he's one of the most dangerous weapons rushing and receiving. Mm-hmm. I think if Daniel Jones has had that, that can take a healthy Saquon can take the pressure off Daniel Jones. And don't get me wrong, Daniel Jones can run. He can he runs for his life and he can make plays down the field. He he can run down the field. He's gotta get better with the deep ball. He's gotta get better. He's gotta make better reads down the field. He's gotta get the ball down the field better. If uh Dayball, who did wonders with Josh Allen, because we didn't think Josh Allen was gonna be who Josh Allen is now. Um, and we'll talk more about that on the next on the next show when we do the AFC. But um, I think you know if Dable can get some kind of success from Daniel Jones, then he definitely be a miracle worker. But if I'm the Giants, I would 
Let Daniel Jones. Um, yeah, if you want to win, get Tyrod Taylor in there. Tyrod can get you seven, eight wins, and and then try to figure out who's going to be your quarterback for the future from there. Well, it will be a very interesting season in New York for sure with the new coaching staff, new offense, and seeing how fast uh, Daniel Jones can get acclimated uh, to that offense and uh, if they can, if he personally can uh, can turn his career around from where he's uh, currently been at because a lot of question marks about Daniel Jones uh, as a starting quarterback a lot of people think that he could definitely you know be a serviceable backup but you know this is his uh, his last opportunity here in New York it looks like to uh, solidify himself as the man behind center so um, who do you see winning the NFC East this year If if Jalen Hurts can bounce, so but I'm back. So, uh, so yeah, I think because we talked about, you know, how there's not that many holes with this within this team, and if Jalen Hurts can have a great season. Uh, passing the ball, I would say Philadelphia would surprise people with the NFC East. Um, the only way, if um, it really is going to hinge on Jalen Hurts, if they don't get the production that I'm thinking he's going to get, then Dallas will win it. But I'm going to go with my gut. I'm going to say Philly wins the NFC East. Dallas gets a wild card. And Washington sneaks in with a third wild card. Okay. Oh, wow. Being generous to us. Okay, okay. Um, now, this might be the hardest one to answer. Who is the best player in the NFC East? Wow. Uh, best player in the NFC East? Just. <laughs> if. <laughs> I'm not even going to say I'll have to go with Zeke. Really? Yeah, I would say I would say Zeke. Um, best player is in Dallas. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Zeke. I, I even though he's only done it for one year, I would have said Michael Parsons. That was going. I was thinking that, but I want to. I'll stick with. I'll stick with. I'll stick with Zeke. Okay. All right. All right. Um. So here comes the grand finale. Who do you think you're gonna be? So you've got uh, the Rams. You've got Green Bay. We've got um, Tampa, Bay. Tampa Bay and Dallas, or Philly, rather, Philly as your four division winners, okay? Right. And then the wild cards are going to be Dallas and Washington. Dallas, Washington, and Arizona. And Arizona will be number seven in your wild card. Okay, all right. Um, I pretty much have that same division order. 
um, as you. I think Philly is going to be a wild card team this year. I think that Minnesota is going to be a wild card team this year. And I think San Francisco is going to outshine Arizona and get that last one. Now, who represents the NFC in the Super Bowl? <laughs> now that I want to go with comes down to it's going to come down to Stafford and Brady in the NFC title game. The rematch? Yep. And I think because they just have a little bit more talent on the defense side of the ball to me, LA Rams repeat. All right. So not only do you have them representing the NFC, but you also have them representing and winning the whole thing once it's all said and done, the confetti falling down on them again. Yeah, because I, I just think if you look at their defense, you got Aaron Donald, you got Jalen Ramsey, you got Bobby Wagner, you got Khalil Mack. That's pretty scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is true. Very, 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 very true. Well, at this point, Mr. Dwayne, I'm going to turn it over to you for any final thoughts and comments that you may have. And uh, shout out. Thank you, sir. Well, shout out to you, Don. Thank you once again for allowing me to have another year of football. Um, Once again, I'm going to be following Seth freaking Mullins' lead on... I love football slash I hate football. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, shout out to the WrestleCast. Shout out to all the wrestling fans around the world. It's a good time to be a wrestling fan. Um, definitely. And you know what is, is a good time to be a fan of? What's that? Baseball. Oh. I was going to give you a little grief about that. (laughs) Oh, yes. It's a good time to be a fan of baseball. It's also a good time to be a fan of the WNBA. Um, I'm going to have a quick quick, um, relapse and quick um, quick read. Can we give a shout-out to the New York Liberty? They beat the defending champion, Chicago Sky, on the road in the game one of their opening round against the uh, Sky. So congratulations to the New York Liberty. Game two of that series is going to be Saturday in Chicago. And then currently the – Las Vegas Aces are playing the Phoenix Mercury. Uh, they are leading them 49-44 in the third. We know the Mercury are playing for Brittany Griner. Uh, um, right, you know, with everything that's going on with her. But my main final thought, though, the Mets, the Mets, the Mets. 
It's been good times in the world of baseball for me. Yeah, boy. Um, last weekend, New York, they took four. They took, what, three out of four, four out of five from the Atlanta Braves? Um, had a little bitter Spencer Strider, little snide remark. Talking about we'll see how it goes in October. Um, and then Brett Beatty called up today one of the top prospects in the Mets organization. First major league at bat in Atlanta against the Braves. He hits his first major league home run. Mets ended up winning the game. Nine to seven. Are you near um, your TV right now? I am not near my TV Somebody right now. Somebody just got hurt for in the uh, basketball game, and they're thinking it's an Achilles. Oh no! But I don't know who yet. I'm just uh, looking at this off of Twitter. Oh no! Breaking news, folks. I'm going to try to dive in into who this is. Yeah, it's not looking. Whoever it was, it definitely was one of those things where it was like non-contact injury. So, um, was it Vegas or Phoenix? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get in there right now. Uh, Shea Petty carted off the oh, court no. with what looks like an Achilles injury, but nothing for certain. Yep. So hopefully she is uh, okay. But the way that people are talking on Twitter, it doesn't look good. It's always bad. Those Achilles have been been uh, too many of those are happening in basketball, especially in the playoffs the last few years. Um, so yeah, we pretty much know what that looks like for. Basketball players, that's the worst injury you can have as a basketball player. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, uh, Christian Leitner was never the same. Uh, Kobe, of course, never the same. Dominique Wilkins, never the same. So, yeah, it's difficult as a basketball player to, to rupture quad and, and still have that same level of excellence that you had before the injury. Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to, to, to cut off your... Nah, nah, you're good. I'm almost... I'm just about done. Uh, Mets are currently 76-42. and 42. Not only are they the second-best team in the National League, they're first in the NL East and first in the city of New York. As the New York Yankees, who were once slated to win 130 games at one point, I'm exaggerating, but... Um, they have faltered, and and then they're at 72 and 45 right now. Um, can we also give a shout out to the surging birds in Baltimore? Once regarded as cellar dwellers, um, they are probably one of the hottest teams in baseball, probably one of the most dangerous teams in baseball. We're going to have a very, very interesting wild card race 
in baseball. Yeah, the Orioles are technically right now a half a game back behind the elite coming into the standings this morning, uh, behind uh, Toronto for that final wild card spot. Yes, it's been a magical season in Baltimore, unexpected season, and uh, Mo to the underscore Reese has been a benefit. Audio went down. Um, he has been uh, enjoying himself immensely this year so far, especially the second half of the season since the Orioles have been playing very good baseball. Um, my final thought, LeBron James just got $97.5 million for two more years uh, with the Lakers, so that is going to ensure that he plays till he's 40. Um, so good luck to the Lakers investing in all these old guys. Um, we'll see what the Kevin Durant uh, situation if that's going to yield them Kyrie Irving uh, with the Brooklyn Nets when they kind of sort everything out. But, uh, yeah, man, LeBron coming back uh, two more years through the extension, uh, something like $530-something million in real money that he's earned in his career so far. So, uh, yeah, man, LeBron James just sets another milestone uh, for the things that he's done in his career. So, on that note, for my co-host, Dwayne, I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and this has been Know the Score.